Hello, and welcome back to A to Z with Amy Z. I'm your host, Amy Z. All right, well, before we get started on today's episode, I have a major shout out to my friends and listeners. So the other day, yesterday, I needed some more downloads in order to reach a particular goal for Buzzsprout, my distributor, to allow me to make an ad. Um, This will help me boost listenership. This will help me grow the show. This will just help me be me and continue on and doing this thing that I feel called to do right now. So although I haven't completely made the goal as of this recording, I am so close. I am so very close. But I couldn't have even gotten close, was it not for all my friends and family and the listeners for you to continue to listen. So if there's some episodes that you haven't listened to yet, then maybe if you're so inclined, if you could go back and download them, you don't need to listen to them now or right away or kind of ever, but I would love for you to. That would really help me meet this goal and then I can get get it out there. So thank you. Thank you. Hugs and kisses to all of you for all that you're doing and who you are. I can't do this without you. And I am so blessed to have you in my life. And then for those of you who um, also have want to just take it up one more notch, share the show with your peeps. If you could, if you can rate and review the show, give me five stars. That would be amazing as well. That also kind of helps that whole, um, uh, data, what do you call it? The A word, um, algorithms. Thank you. There it went into my brain. The algorithms for people to find me when you have more five stars, when you have more downloads and those kinds of things. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone. I know you're out there. I know you're going to start sharing the show because I know you love me as much as I love you. All right. To our episode. A couple of weeks ago, we needed you as as a reminder, we are still in Phoenix, Arizona, in my cousin's backyard in our RV. So a couple of weeks ago, um, there was going to be an event here in in the entire yard, the home, everything. So we needed to get our buckets out of here and our RV and all our shizzles that go with that. So I was looking up on Campendium, which I love me some Campendium. If anybody out there is campers, RVers, whatever, you got to have the app. Um, So I was looking up some places we could go that are close by and not pay much or anything at all. And I found Coon Bluff Recreation Site. Now, a few years ago, we were in town with our RV yet again uh, to see a Cubs-Sox game, spring training game. My husband's the Sox fan. I'm the Cubs fan. And lo and behold, they played together here in Mesa, Arizona. And when we were there, we chatted up with a guy who was had like he has like a whole Instagram site just for the wild horses that you can see at Coon Bluff who knew so what a kawinky dink that I need a place to go Coon Bluff is really close to Phoenix in Mesa and you can camp there for free yes I said it out loud free camping in the Tonto National Forest in Mesa Arizona so off we went I I want to start off, though, to tell you, it is free. There might be a $4 charge. I'm not quite sure. I'm going to tell you what we did. There might be a $4 charge. It was free for me. And it was free for, I think, everyone that's on Campendium that put the review out there. It's free for us because we do have an America the Beautiful Pass. 
So if you have one of those, if you have uh, maybe even Arizona has like a, a pass or something like that, you are supposed to, though, even with your passes for free and maybe four dollars, I don't know, make a reservation um, or get the parking permit at there's a Walgreens nearby and there's a big five sports nearby that I guess carries them. We could not get anything online. There's no way, no how to get it online. It's just not set up that way. It's basically when we got into the parking lot and the very last parking lot, we saw a sign up there that said you need to have a parking permit. Even if you're there for a day pass, even if you're there to go kayaking or fishing or whatever, you're supposed to technically have a permit pass, parking pass, whatever pass in your window at all times. Every review we saw online said that no one checks and we just kind of got sidetracked. We really should have probably done more research, but I was researching this for a couple weeks and I was, it was tricky. And like I said, we did not know where to even do these like register pass thing until we saw this little sign. So when you've got a camper in tow and you're like 40 feet long altogether, maybe not even that far, maybe we're like 30, 35, but it's like, you can't just like unhitch save your spot, go, you know, I don't know. It was just a lot of rigmarole. And we're like, okay, everything we saw online said that the Rangers don't check. They don't care or it's just not a big deal or it hasn't been a problem. I'm not quite sure. And I will have to tell you, that's very true. We, I'm not condoning that you not get a permit. I am not saying that you shouldn't tell them you're going to be there for a couple of days. However, I am telling you what we did and what we did was what other people had done and that is not get one. So lucky for us, um, we got there. They only allow camping from Friday to Sunday, sun up to sundown, October 1st to March 31st. So this is a couple weeks ago. We're, we're still in February. So we, we got the right time. We didn't show up until after sun up on Friday, but thank goodness we got there early. It was like before lunch or right around lunches on lunch time on Friday, because there was already quite a few people there. Some people were just coming and dropping off tents and setting up and then Bolton, maybe going back to work or whatever. Um, and so we had like the pick of the area. So that leads me to this. If you're a tent camper, there are a plethora of places for you to set up camp with fire rings, sometimes with grills, um, you know, charcoal grill area. Nobody has a picnic table. Nobody has water or electric. There is a pit toilet, though. Um, but there is a plethora. And they're not marked sites like one, two, three, four, five. They're just kind of like you see them. There's even sites like if you go into the mesquite trees and you hike a little bit, there's even some sites. Now, whether that's allowed, that's supposed to be there, I don't I don't know, but it was pretty clear that people camp there. People were even camping like on the side of the road coming in. Now, there were a few pl- spots that we saw driving in that said, you know, no overnight camping in, di- in various parking lots. But if you drive all the way down to the actual, the Coon Bluff site, there are, there's just a ton for tent campers, but not RVers. So beware. If you're an RV camper, whether you're got a tow behind, a fifth wheel, a class A, class B, class C, whatever you got, you have to stay in the parking lot. So if it's a busy weekend, like it was for us, it was President's Weekend, actually, to be exact. And there was this hundredth 
anniversary of, man, I forgot the name of it already, but it was some cleanup effort, which is fantastic. There was also a Boy Scout troop. There was also regular people like me. And it was just, it was a jam freaking packed weekend. So thank goodness we got there when we did um, and got ourselves a really nice site. I will say that on the RV or on the Campendium site, it says they do not allow 40 foot campers or larger, but like everything else, people said they had bigger rigs than that and they were never asked to leave as well. So I don't know if they want to step up that kind of behavior and it's not not my business. It's not my business. I'm going to guess I should even just edit that out. It basically, I'm just saying buy your WeWare, go there, cross your fingers, but know that it's kind of, kind of lax all over. So yeah. Okay. Now into the fun stuff, not just getting set up stuff. Let me tell you if you're a hiker, this is like a desert hiker's dream for lots of reasons. As long as you have really good shoes, Mike and I have really good hiking Merrill shoes and thank God we invested in them because you're going to need them. There are large rocks, little rocks, medium rocks, all kinds of rocks, rocks, and a crap ton of cacti. So if you should slip and fall or you could hurt your bum bum, but you could also fall into some serious spikes. So make sure you have really good shoes. Besides that, there are a ton of trails. There are trails that lead to other trails and trails along the river. There's trails up the mountainside. There's trails to the other side of the river. There's trails to the other side of the mountain. There's trails to another mountain. There are a ton of trails. And although we did do a couple of them twice, it was almost just to get to the other. It's like, it, it was like, um, it made me think about when I was a kid and I would read those books that you could change the ending. So you kind of start off the same, but you can have a variable ending. That was like the trail. Like you could start on the same trail and then your ending's always going to be different if you want, if you choose that. And we had so, so much fun. We went on trails that like legit, we could have slipped, fallen into the water, cracked our head open along a rock. I mean, it was tight squeezing between the cacti and the wall of, of rockness, bluff, whatever you want to call it. It was, there was a lot, there was a lot of intense, like, uh, there were steep sections. There was not as steep sections. It was, it was really good hiking. The first day that we were there, um, since we kind of got there later in the day and by the time we get set up, I, I think we hiked like 6.2 miles or something like that. The second day we hiked well over eight miles, like literally sun up, sun down. We were on just trails having so much fun. And since we were pretty centrally located, we were just go back to the camper and make your lunch and get something to drink and go back out. Again, if you are a hiker, you should note good shoes are a must, but also lots of water because you are in the desert, even if you are close to your camper and can get more. And twice we forgot our life straws twice. I'm like, come on, aim. You know better than that because we'd like get close to running out of water and we're at the end of this trail. Yes, we're along this river, it's beautiful. I could fill right back up, but we didn't have like our proper gear. I had my knife on me, had some other things, but for whatever reason, I just can't remember to bring my life straw with me, but I, I will now forever more. And if for those of you don't know what that is, you basically can like suck the water right out of the river with your straw and it cleans it and detoxes it. And if you were on my Instagram site, you saw those 
very large horses that like to pee in it and probably do other things as well as the people um, that do things like trash our rivers. Not nice. So yeah, so those life straws are awesome to have on your hand when you go hiking. So you can just suck it up whenever you run out of water. Okay. The other thing we saw on these trails was people hiking on horseback. How fun was that? So the first night, it was about sunset, we met this couple who were on their horses and they asked us to take a picture of them. I was like, sure. I love that kind of stuff. Well, lo and behold, we ran into that same guy the next day, but this time he was with his son and we started chatting it up again with him. And he's like, you guys want a picture with the horses? You want to get on the horses? I was like, yes, this is so cool. So there are some super friendly people on the trails with their horses, without their horses, cleaning up, not cleaning up. There's just, a, it was just a beautiful group of people that we got to meet while on the trails. Ultimately, our, one of the main purposes of going there wasn't just because it was free camping for two days and hikeable, but we wanted really, really, really wanted to see the wild horses. So both times, like we we walked along the river, the trails that go along the river in the morning, at night, and then a little bit like during the day, because that makes sense, right? Horses got to drink water, so they're going to show up there eventually. But it wasn't until our last night and legit like right before dusk, in the mesquite trees about a mile down the river. So we had to trek it a little bit. Oh, they were just so beautiful. Five of them in the trees, like in the brush of these trees and the other kind of growth that's going on. Like you wouldn't even, if you couldn't hardly hear them. And I kept thinking I'd hear some like neigh going on. And then that would kind of lead us to them along with the water possibly. But it wasn't that at all. It was hearing the whispers of other people who had found them saying about how far they were and where they kind of were. And they weren't exactly there, but they were close. But it was just the you just had to be eyes wide open. You had to kind of find them. And and it was just a cute, fun little hunt. And I'm so glad that we made it. So we got to see five um, of the most beautiful creatures just in the wild. I mean, you've seen a horse, you know what a horse looks like, but there's something about that. They're free to roam. They're free to be the way God made them on this planet. I'm not saying we shouldn't own horses. Don't get me wrong, but it was just really cool. It was really, really cool. And then they, they did eventually make their way to the water. Um, I don't know if I spooked them out of the mesquite trees because I was kind of getting up in their business. I didn't get close enough to even not even close enough to even come close to touching them. But like, I wanted to get the pick right. And they're like inside these trees. So it just kind of looks like a blurred darkness thing in the dark tree at sun at dusk. So it was kind of hard to get. So they did eventually make their way out into the water and they didn't seem to be mind, mind the people. Like they noticed this is probably like normal. And cause then all of a sudden all these other families kind of come out, meander about off, off the water that, and they were looking at other different spots on the river, like all these people suddenly can all like take part in this amazing beauty. And they didn't seem to mind. They were like, okay, this is what we do, people. Get your picture and move along. And according to the the Visit Mesa website, there are about 500 wild horses that roam the area. And then 
we met some people who said that they've seen him there before and they are in groups and the groups really don't mingle. It kind of leads me to want to research wild horses a little bit more that they like travel in packs like wolves and they don't really get along. Do they fight out there? Um, Interesting. Yeah. Lots more for me to even think about. So there are grand adventures right outside your door. This one was only 40 minutes outside of the Phoenix metro area. Go find something. I want to hear about what's in your area. Maybe I need to come and explore there too. Listen up to the next episode when we chat about our hunt for the hidden Kaiser Creek hot spring. I would love for you to rate and review the show, share with a friend, and spread the love. Leave a comment on Instagram with show ideas, questions, or email me at a to z with amyz at gmail.com. And if you love what you hear and you want more, consider buying me a cup of coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash a to z with amyz. Bye-bye.